welcome along to PTI Australia. Thanks for joining us. So I was just in the middle, uh, Sam Kegovich, of organising a Twitter address for you <laughs> now that a couple of Australian athletes uh, have been, you know... Uh, caught out. In caught other words, out. Yeah. How does Kekka after dark sounds? What about unplugged? I'd prefer unplugged. Well, uh, the bottom line is Australia needs a big mouth person who's oh. going to embarrass themselves on Twitter. <laughs> and I picked you. Oh, buddy boy. Yeah. Where's your glasses? Oh, please. <laughs> please. Ah, yes. You've can always you, been short-sighted. Can you imagine? You've been, you've been caught out again. I've, look, I've had surgery. <laughs> uh, tonight on the show, David Warner's a twit, says the Wallaby squad a hit. David Beckham says that's it. And the West Tigers, uh, cool. you know what, uh, they should quit. As I say, there is another word that rhymes with that. It does, and that's enough from you today. Aside from all that, John Ralph is back looking at the AFL and we play What Are The Odds? Which is kind of nice, as this show is sponsored by, of course, Sportingbed.com.au. So, Rusty, away we go, boy. Away we go. Straight in test opener, David Warner is in the poop big time after he let loose a tirade of abuse at Aussie cricket writers Malcolm Conn and Robert Craddock via Twitter. Now, whether he was right or wrong, how far over the line do you reckon he went? Well, he didn't leave anyone out, put it that way. Well, he, he gave him a good spray look, and no. it was four in the morning and he went bang and bang and bang. When are these guys going to, or when are these people going to learn that social media is very dangerous? Look, it, And it, why would he get engaged? Look, it, contra get engaged? it contravened the Australian uh, code of behaviour and also brought the game to disrepute. And why would he ever bother by dignifying by responding to it? Well, Malcolm Conn uh, used to go toe-to-toe. I thought toe he handled to beautifully, he, Michael Conn. Malcolm Conn went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Malcolm Alan Conn. Border. So mm. he could uh, swat David Warner with like a fly. But what I'm saying is, if David Warner's got a beef, he could have just said, look, not real happy with the articles written by the guys. Would have been nice to get a quote from somebody who knows rather than just speculative journalism. Why would David whatever. Warner not adopt if the simple wanted... response, yeah. get his willow out and start making some runs on a consistent basis? Let me tell you then, David, everything will dissipate and, might, and quite conceivably... The cons and the critics of the world may be very nice fellows to have an ale with after the event, Correct. as opposed to those like IPL, those IPL sleezers that you're hanging around with at the moment. So uh, I that, think enough all said. that aside, uh, what do you think will happen? Will he get kicked off the Ashes tour? He won't get kicked off nah. the Ashes. There'll be a severe little slap. A fine and a slap. Like we do wrist. everything in Australia, yeah. just dilute everything, and never again, my little man. Speaking of uh, being in the poo. How are your West Tigers going right now? You're oh, nominated them to win the flag, by the way. Correct. Dead last the competition. South Putnam for 50 points, would you believe? Benji Marshall dropped. CEO resigns. One of the best CEOs I might uh, might also add. Can it get any worse for the... Uh, Tigers? Tigers. No, I don't think it can, but it probably will. Look, they are in a rebuilding phase. Oh, it's, rubbish, We've Ruffles. never used the Say word it. rebuilding phase. Why would Stephen Humphreys, one of the most uh, decorated CEOs, well, leave? Well, th there's a politics about Stephen Humphreys. You know, he's from the one side. They've got to drop the West Tigers and Balmain Tigers... West Why? Magpies and Balmain Tigers thing. You know they argue about how much black and how much orange is on no, the jumper? You're wrong. I do. I'm not wrong. You're There's wrong. rarely times that I'm I'll wrong. I'll tell you what's wrong with that they, merger. Unfortunately, what has happened, the merger's done. It's going to happen. They're just in a phase where Robbie Farrah says this and Benji Marshall says that and never the two shall meet. They're great mates, but football heads, Mate, they the, monkey, the monkeys are running the zoo over there. Uh, Farrah and uh, Benji Marshall probably have too much to say, I don't know. But the reality is... He's got a, a 
Potter's got a uh, legacy of Tim Sheens as well. well Tim I mean, Sheens was why successful. Is Tim Sheens still there? Well, I don't know. I don't think he is. But he bought a lot of these players, and Adam Blair's copped plenty, and deservedly so, because he missed some B-grade tackles. What about the, the notion that the board is heavily stacked towards the Balmain Tigers? They don't have a juniors, they don't have a uh, licensed club. Well, that's the what West I'm Tigers have got all the money, they've got the juniors, they've got the clubs, and yet there's some disparity at board level. I think there's a lot of dysfunction at board level, and I think which ultimately led to the demise of Steve Humphreys, which ultimately led to the demise of the club. Okay. And that's what needs to be resolved. Of course the initial Wallaby squad has been named for the Lions tour. Israel Folau made it after As five predicted. minutes. Yeah. Quade Cooper and Kirtley Beale didn't. Well, Kirtley Beale wasn't even considered. And I don't think Quade might have been either. George Smith and uh, Tatafu Palatu now, both due to injury, are out. Can this squad oh, beat the Lions? What are the odds he got Tatafu Palatu now? Palatu right? now. <laughs> what about that um, one? I reckon even Stevens right now. I don't mind it because you know what's in the uh, Wallabies' favour right now? The Reds, the Brumbies and the Waratahs are all playing good football and that's where the Lions share game. Sure, they picked the eyes out of a couple of Rebels and they got one guy from the Western Force. But the rest of it are in-form players. Pallotta now is a huge loss. Yeah. George Smith's a huge loss. But you know what? Someone's loss is someone else's opportunity. This is going to be one of the great tours in rugby in the modern era. I and reckon Robbie Deans has finally had his total safe. And, I think it's totally Robbie Deans. And the fact there's no Quade Cooper does not perturb I reckon not, not at all. It's I don't think not... Uh, it's a privilege it's a and an honour to play for Australia, not yeah. a God-given right because you're talented. Well, I think that might dawn upon them now, the sense of... still uh, got six to go, so Quade will probably go, get yeah. there. But it's a bit of a slap in the chops that he needed, you know? Well, it may well be. Let's hope it proves that way because he's a wonderful player, Quade Cooper, there's no doubt about it, and he should be in the side. But under pressure, like in the World Cup a couple well, of years okay, ago, under World pressure, Cup, Quade Cooper went to water. Well, OK, he may well have done then, but anyhow... To the AFL and they released their annual number of positive illicit drug tests for the previous season and for 2012 the number is 26. Up six from 2011, Andrew Demetriou said it wasn't shocking and was a reflection of increased drug use across the general community which to me was a pretty ordinary thing to say. Well, <clears throat> yes and no, you've got to get this drug issue right. Because on one side, I totally agree with Andrew Demetriou because there's been since 2006 been a heck of a lot more tests as we know. To extract 26 in relative terms, doing your sums, is not a bad result. And the other thing that Andrew uh, stated was the fact that it genuinely did save two lives. So you've got to take that as they do. They wouldn't muck around I with that. But so, 26 out of the tests that were done yeah. leads me to believe that not everyone who took drugs was tested. So well, I think that that number, if, if they tested everyone every day, that mm. number could have been hundreds. Well, the other thing, the loophole needs to be cut off. That loophole where you can Three nominate. strikes and yeah, nominate. Well, yeah, you've got to look at that. That's very the close. thing. By the way, if you don't know the loophole, if you've taken or suspected that you've had drugs taken, you can, you can volunteer <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. count. Look, the only problem I've got with drugs, I don't know whether two strikes or one strike or three strikes, work it out yourselves. Well, what do you think? Well, I think it should be two strikes. Me, personally... I think this notion that illicit drugs are A-OK, performance-enhancing drugs are bad. Let me tell you, all drugs are bad <laughs> and should be dealt with accordingly. Of course they should. State of Origin seizures in full swing with the teams due to be named this weekend. Rusty, uh, you're expecting any surprise or shocks in any well, side? Well, it's amazing. I talked about form and the Wallabies. Aren't the players for New South Wales starting to hit form? We've mm. seen a couple of players for Queensland just struggle a little, save Greg Inglis, who could dead set play on his own and just about win it for Queensland. But... Guys like Mitchell Pearce is playing well. James Maloney's playing well. Carney? Todd Carney's playing outstanding. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, we've got two or three five-eights that could fit there. There's a guy called Boyd Cordner who plays for the uh, Roosters. He's playing outstandingly well. And the New South Wales guys have got some mojo. Going into this series, they're going to have a little bit of momentum. Whether Laurie Daly can fix it and 
sorted out and gel and all of that can bond. He? I think he can, but whether Queensland can switch off, which they won't, oh. is the other thing. Like, Queensland are just superstars. And even though Thurston's not playing great at the moment, and maybe Cameron oh, Smith they and rise Cooper the Cron occasion. they just rise. You're yeah. right. And you could put me and you in a Queensland jumper if we'd played there five times, and all of a sudden they play out of Who their skin. Who plays at fullback for New South Wales? Oh, well, Brett Stewart's not there, so Jared Hayden goes back to fullback. Will Jared Hayden come in? Oh, has to go to fullback. And then you've got the wingers that can be picked out of any number of sides. No, but Jared well, Hayden's my fullback. Got Morris on one side, probably. Yeah, I don't think there's any issue about the teams, and there won't be that many surprises. The psychological. But, uh, the one thing that will be good was informed players will be picked, and I think good. that's the advantage. Can't wait for the series to start. Actually, the first Origins on the same day as the first Lions match. So what a day that will be, that Wednesday. Uh, David Beckham has called it a day and retired from football at the ripe old age of 38. Even now, he's close to the biggest name in world football. But how do you think he'll be remembered? Will he be remembered as a great footballer or just as a brand that married a Spice Girl? Uh, he'll be remembered for both, probably. But a great footballer in particular. Great ambassador. Uh, and Look, everything, everything you say about David Beckham is great. He is really... Yeah. For a guy that was uh, basically banished and sacked mm. to the Galaxy, he's taken Well, he his wasn't self. banished. He had 11 years at Man U. Let's get it right. 115 games no for England. No one wanted him. He's, he's at the top of the tree the now. The one thing I'd admire about David Beckham, as opposed to other superstars of that ilk, David Beckham, whilst he was a rock star in one regard, always had the capacity and worked hard. Unlike some of the other superstars who sort of, you know, played I, off the field, he worked diligently to become a superstar. I still remember when he came down to Australia and was in Newcastle and they played that game mm. against the Jets and he was yeah. just, he was fantastic yeah. the whole way through. Everywhere he's got, he's played in four different championships around the world. And what about the finish? Wins at Paris Saint-Germain, yeah. doesn't have to play the away game, donates his money, oh, just a good Well, he's story. such a marketing bloke, he's a bit like Magic Door's going to be. We handle magic correctly. But uh, with that David Beckham, magic door. door. The long way. Are you serious? Probably a poor analogy at this stage. Just but a David bit. Beckham was an outstanding sportsman, great footballer, and let me tell you, the most marketable commodity in his particular code. Just for reference, uh, David Beckham's played, what, 115 games for England? Yeah. Magic Door's played two for North Melbourne. Well, yeah, I'm talking about marketing at this stage. That's Probably headlines. Next up, John Ralph is back in the chair. Can I to look at all again? things <laughs> AFL, including can the Gold Coast make a shock run at the finals? And Essendon getting the shakes mid-season again. Well, apparently that's the aftershocks. That's what happens. <laughs> Speaking of North Melbourne, were they a bit unlucky on the weekend? Oh, right. Let's get stuck into some AFL now, nearly at the bye round or the halfway stage of the season. Johnny Ralph uh, is our regular and he is back. Hello, boys. I just got Sam's mm -hmm. thoughts on the drug scenario. What a, I'd be surprised if you didn't think it was shocking. I think they're horrific numbers. 26 up from 6. But you know what? The bigger picture is, is that finally the penny has dropped. The AFL realises that the superstars of the game are taking cocaine and other players are as well. And they're flagrantly just ignoring the three strikes policy. So now they'll say, we get rid of the rat bags, we actually isolate you with target testing. So I think one bad year is going to have a positive outcome for the but rest of the... rat bags don't are not got rid of. They just moved to a different club. And we saw Collingwood get rid of a few rat bags mm -hmm. in the off-season. But my query is, like Sam's, about the uh, volunteer doesn't count. What's the real number, if you had a stab at it? Well, the real number they say is about the same as the illicit test, which is about 26. But I've got some mail that, as much as it saved some lives, that there have been some blokes there who have been on their way to training, realised that they've got some stuff in their system, seen the drug testers there, or been told, and, take and ring up all of a sudden. Yeah. So, so the AFL denies that's the case. But, but it is ridiculous that that has been but used. But they can do that. They'll, they'll sever that loophole. Yep.
But the good part is, without a doubt, and you know they wouldn't uh, muck around with these figures, the fact that lives have been saved is a fantastic uh, oh, stat. Oh, of course, absolutely. We don't want anyone you know, to we, And you as a journo might think there's something sinister about that. Let me but tweet. Mm. Well, well that's why I think a two-strikes policy, or that's why... Two-strikes, I think, you, is the way yeah, to go. You save the lives, but you also go after the blokes that are just having a bit of a, a lend to this All drugs policy. are bad. Let's talk are. footy yep. and uh, happy stories on the Gold Coast. The Suns mm. are, what are they, two... Uh, four and four, absolutely fine. Two teams out of the yep. eight. Yep, they're absolutely flying. I love what they've done. I love the list build. I just think we need to urge a little bit of caution because we know Zach Smith has gone down for a knee. Uh, with for a knee for the year. And you look at the players and the clubs that they have beaten. St Kilda, uh, Brisbane Lions, uh, Western Bulldogs. Giants. Giants. But so, look, they're going to have their challenges. They've mm. got two superstar sides in the next couple of weeks. They'll come back to the field, but I really like their progression. But the likes of Amira, Thompson, mm -hmm. Prestia, you know, apart from Sam Day and the established yep. ones, you know, they've got a magnificent list coming on. Yeah, and their different kids are coming on as well. All of a sudden we're seeing Sam Day, he's playing in defence. Yeah. Rory Thompson, but how good is he? Yeah, they're going to have a, a lot of superstar players. And even Campbell Brown comes back from suspension. Two really good weeks of footy. At the start of the year, we were saying that they'd gone backwards and mm -hmm. the Giants had gone yep. forwards. Now, we can, under pressure, now yeah. we can flip that around and yep. say that the Giants are under pressure. There's $100,000 million. And I noticed Rebecca Wilson, who's been a staunch AFL fan in Sydney, even she turned on the weekend mm. and said, this is a waste of money that the AFL can't sustain. Who, Rebecca said that? Yeah. Can they sustain well, no. it? Her being confrontational and just trying to look for headlines. Well, no. no, I think they can sustain it, but I think the AFL is getting impatient. And that's why I think Buddy Franklin will get to GWS. Why wouldn't they spend the money? Why wouldn't the AFL tip in a bit after he gets to that club? They need headline acts. They but haven't the got his shining anymore. light is Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, but that's all right. You play him, you play him in defence. You play, got, uh, look, the next month will tell the story about, you know, they've got a nightmare month. The top four sides yep. they virtually play. Tell me. There's an emerging pattern evolving which would be very disturbing if you're held in your pocket an Essendon Football Club membership. <laughs> would or there not it, be? Or, or if you held a ticket that thought they might win the premiership well, as well. Well, this hiccup again at the same time yeah. as last year, yeah. you'd make you a bit edgy, would it not? Well, Ruffy? some people would say the alleged peptide scam, and we saw them teeter as well. But for me, it's the pressure of the interviews with Asada. These have been three-hour interrogations. So they never had them last year, so you can't use that, no. because they didn't have the interviews last year, so that's a rubbish excuse. No, and that's why I think it's actually not injuries. We saw all these soft tissue injuries last year. We saw them teeter. We saw them get nervous. For me, though, I think it is the accumulated effects of the scandal and the people on the street stopping them, what about the and the Asada investigators as think, well. It's taking its toll. I just think they were up and running early, and the other teams have caught up. Yeah. And then, you know, no, you know, reckon, GWS, though, they I nearly lost to them. That's not, that is a mental thing. I reckon there was a worrying sign the weekend when the Brisbane Lions monstered them. Mm -hmm. They really did monster them. They, they attacked them yep. physically. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, they didn't. They responded fairly poorly. Mm. I'm not saying they're weak, but I think it's of some concern. I tell you, who else has got the jitters is the Sydney Swans. I was at the game on Saturday night, that 27 points up, shouldn't have lost it, and then Fremantle shouldn't have lost it with Johnson kicking from 45 and no communication on field about 10 seconds to go. Mm. So they've got Adelaide, Collingwood and Essen in the next three weeks. <clears throat> that might turn their season from good to really bad. And the problem is for them is they need to play home finals. We know at times 2005 and six they have won with away finals. But Tippett is back, yet Geelong are playing exceptional football and they've stolen a march on them, uh, as have the Hawthorne Footy Club. They're oh, going to yeah. win 18-19 home and away games, so they can't afford to lose four, five, six no. games because then you can't rest your players in the run into finals, which we know is so important these days. Now, if you weren't happy about having an Essendon membership, mm. conversely, you'd be delighted if you held a Collingwood one at the moment, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll tell what you about what, them? 
Well, yeah, you know what I love? I love that they fought on the weekend against Geelong. I think we're going to hear some more bad injury news in the next couple of weeks as well. Some players there have had some setbacks. But what I love about this week of football is if you fight, like the Brisbane Lions did, you know, in the mould of Vossi, tough, hard physicality. And, and Collingwood, forward pressure. Melbourne. Not, Melbourne, not sure about them. That's what I love about <laughs> footy at the moment. If you have a crack, you might just get rewarded. Get the rewarded. Just, just one last one, because I like talking about North Melbourne's mm -hmm. ability to, oh. to, to grasp a loss from we're the jaws again. of from the jaws Look at umpire. You were 15 points up with uh, three minutes to go. You were nine points up with two minutes to go. You knew the West Coast boys were going to duck, you and yet you still grabbed the well. jump. Do you oh. agree with that umpiring decision? No, I don't. But I knew it was going to happen. And what uh, about Lockie Hanson? The best game of his career. Punch. Yet he just punch. allows Nat Nui the Umpires. platform. He allows him the platform they to take are, the skyscraper as well. Why? I tell you what they are. <laughs> take <laughs> some accountability for your actions. Umpire at appreciation week is over, according to Kegger. That is it. Next up, the bookies board comes out. We're going to give some odds on Tomich Kuehl and. And will there be another Twitter drama anytime soon? I'm tipping yes. Yeah, yeah, What's after hours. Rob. He was the stepladder for him. We just <laughs> let him up there. Can we put that what up about you screen? duck your head in there? Oh, that's ridiculous. Time for What Are The Odds? And that means the bookies board get to work out. Don't forget, sportingbet.com.au. If you want these odds for real, you can have a little flutter <laughs> on it. First up, Harry Kuehl has not had his short-term contract with Qatari club Al Grafa renewed. So he's clubless yet again. So, Kegger, what are the odds he retires? Oh, I think there's a very strong chance. I think about uh, even money. Evens? Yeah. I don't? I do, only because I think that... Uh, Clubs, think... clubs, are, clubs are not looking for soldiers of fortune anymore. I think clubs are looking to build organically or, you know, with a bit of uh, real solid foundation. Well, he's the still going to pay Kills. for the bride's shopping spree, so he's, oh. I still think there's a club out there somewhere maybe in the uh, MLS, Major League Soccer, oh. maybe New York again, go over there, Galaxy, those so I don't think clubs are looking for that sort of player anymore. Those, uh, honestly what mean that. What about the A-League? Well, no, I don't think there's a space for him in the A-League. Yeah, but he comes back, and he comes back not with the fanfare because you've got Shinji Ono and you've got all of these other guys. No, I think the A-League's on good footing. I don't think they need that little bit of uh, I think loss at the moment. Come on, I... Harry, we've got another year out of you. Uh, Bernard Tomic has had an ordinary year on and off the court. So what are the odds he does not get to the second week in any of the remaining three Grand Slams? French, Wimbledon, Yeah, well, US. I'm a Tomic fan, as you know, but I think it's about 10 to 1 he'll make the second week. Not because of his lack of ability. I think he's been unsettled psychologically. Not I to suggest he can't, I can't think bounce it's back. What, well, he, he may well be 100 well, to 1. Is he going to make it? Well, the only chance the he's got is at Wimbledon. You know, yeah. that's a surface. Front, French Open, he's got French no Open, He no. might not even play French Open. Well, he may not. Uh, in America, he might if he gets his act together at Wimbledon. US, I'm going to say 80 to 1 because I just like the number 80 to yeah. 1. Okay, well, all right. I, what, well, I mean, how's he going to get to the well, second okay, round well, of the French if he doesn't play? Wimbledon? He'll get a stiff draw because he's played so poorly he'll have to yeah, play a top seed. Exactly. And the way he's playing, he's not going to have too much of a warm-up on the grass. No, look, they all stack up against him at the moment, but he might just find an X factor somewhere. Kurt Tippett is due back for the Swans in a few weeks. So what are the odds he ends up being the club's leading goal kicker by the end of the season at the moment? Jude Bolton and uh, McGlynn both with 14 and McVeigh with 12. Well, he stands a very good chance, given and that he's had 11 he's weeks. he's going to go straight into the ones. Well, he's got an 11-week suspension. Yep. So that leaves him, if it's assuming you're right, that he comes straight back in the side, he's going to be confronted with a deficit of, say, uh, 15, 20, 22 goals. goals at the most. So he's got 11 weeks or 12 weeks to make up uh, Come on, 20 Kurt. goals at full forward. What do you so reckon? the chance to be very good. Uh, even money, I'll even agree oh, with you. I'm agreeing. Well, I think he is going to be the best thing 
Not only for the Swans, but for Sam Reid, because just got to take the heat off Reid. Reid might well, have to spend some a, time in the Magoos. He's going to be very good for the Sydney Swans if he, if he recaptures his form but from Adelaide. he is going to be a little off in the first couple of weeks. Might be handy in the finals. Well, you're telling me he's it. played a lot of footy off the... Uh... My mail. Uh, David Warner is the latest to get himself into a Twitter drama. And, of course, we set up Sam's uh, Twitter address, which is uh, at yeah. Sam After Dark. Yes. Uh, so what are the odds <laughs> another major Australian sports person finds him or herself in another Twitter scandal before the end of June. I'm giving it a four-week, five-week Absolutely order. no chance in the world, Russell. So You, you think they put, won't? There's no way in the world. You put up 100 to 1. There won't be any no, silly tweets. No, because this will, this will serve as a, no, wonderful, no, as a wonderful... It is the greatest living certainty of all time. No, no. They'll take, a, they'll take a leaf out of David Warner's book and the ramification associated what? with saying. So, they so took... they'll wake up to themselves and realise that social media and all that viral media is bad. Nothing good can come out of it. I'm going to and particularly if you tend to disparage against your own. I think that... Look, they didn't take any notice of Quade Cooper, Steph Rice and half the Olympians when they... Uh, the swimming team... Yeah, they're not up. as smart as David Warner. Of course, he's a cluey but yeah, yeah, well, uh, What are the odds is done? Next up, the big finish. Happy time and our Sporting Bet best bets of the week. <laughs> odds on, please. No, no, people are smart now. They'll wake no, they're up. not smart. Where are you going? <laughs> What's he doing? He's, he's that's, that's exactly what that's that's rapidly. an automatic thing that just goes down. Happy 25th birthday this week to Geelong skipper Joel Selwood. Some are saying he's probably the best captain in the AFL. I reckon uh, you. Who is some? Well, is some they, the same, they and some. And I tend to agree with you. No, nearly please. after Andrew Swallow. He's up there, but uh, what about Gary Ablett? He goes all right. Yeah, he, he goes all right. Happy anniversary okay. to the two most famous Champions League victories this week in 1999. Man U won with two goals in injury time against Bayern Munich. In 2005, Liverpool came back from 3 0 down to beat AC Milan in Istanbul. You remember those? Istanbul. And happy trails to another EPL season. And to recap, Man U are champions. Alex Ferguson retired, would you believe? Reading, QPR and Wigan are all relegated. And next season, Cardiff City and Hull City will join the league with one more to be added this week. Either Watford or Crystal Palace. I hope Watford uh, get up. And what because about of five, Elton. Because of Elton. Because uh, that, what about the five-all draw in the last game? That was incredible. Unbelievable, Now for the it? big finish and still on football, the Champions League final is this weekend, live on ESPN, of course, Sunday morning between Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Who wins, Sam? Uh, Bayern München. And the V8 Supercars just finished their first event in Texas with Jamie Winkup winning three of the four races, while Fabian Coulthard won the other. And they got nearly 70,000 punters there. And guess who led them out? I just can't understand why they're doing it because they put it on the digital channel. It didn't work for me. Why didn't they get the safety car out when they saw Tim Matheson there with uh, the office of the Prime Minister? Uh, there oh, there we go. And God. Daniel Gill has named his next opponent. It is a pommy guy, Darren Barker, who'll fight him on August 17 in New York. A danger. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. I like Collingwood to beat Sydney at the MCG. Yeah, I've got to agree with you, unfortunately. I think Richmond will beat Essendon in the Dreamtime match. Sporting Bet like the Roosters over the storm. And finally, don't forget to download the PTI Australia podcast on iTunes. Remember to like us on Facebook. And what about our Twitter address, at Russ Barwick, at Sam After Dark. Ah. (laughs) That's it. I'm Russell Barwick. He's Sam After Dark. Unplug, Sam Kekovic. You don't make sense. Thank you Sam very much. Unplugged. Yes, yeah, unplugged. Do you want to be Sam unplugged? The raw deal. I oh, yeah, put it down.